Welcome back, sweeties. This is your host, London Ale, and this is the Eye Candy Podcast. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Eye Candy Podcast, my sweeties. We are back and we're better than ever. I'm especially better because I just turned 21. Very, very monumental moment. Yesterday, I stepped into Specs for the first time and had a valid ID that I was validly 21. I stepped into a vape shop. Like, I just feel so much older. I literally went to a bar and boom, boom, boom. Here's my fucking ID card. You can't say shit to me. That feels great. You guys have no idea how good it feels to be able to just say, hey, bitches, I'm 21. And what about it? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, Honestly, I haven't really used my card too, too much, except for the vape store specs. And then when I ordered a drink at the bar we went to on my birthday, but we were supposed to go out last night and we fell asleep. So it didn't get to get used there, but all is well, all is gravy. Next week is redemption weekend because I'm getting lit. We're going to an Airbnb at the beach and I'm totally excited and here for it. To be real with you guys, it is so early in the morning, but I feel like it's better to knock these episodes out in the morning because I'm an early bird. Like I woke up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday to do this episode for you guys. I just feel like it's the best time of the day for me personally to like, talk to you guys and just you'll get the best version of me okay I'm not under any substances like it's just totally me it's me but yeah just to recap my little I don't know week since the last time I've spoke to you guys I did a full cleaning of my apartment that was cute it only got cleaned because my roommate's mom came into town so it wouldn't have been clean otherwise but it's clean and I love that for us um a good little spring cleaning to start off this 21 year and to start off this week. So I love that. Um, I touched on this last week a bit, but I am still watching the Johnny and Amber trial. Well, I was watching it. It's over for the week. They do it Monday through Friday and I'm sad about it. I'm going to get into it a little bit more in what caught my eye that segment, but oh, the tea is so hot. It's piping and I'm too invested. Like I literally watched Edward Scissorhands and um, oh my god, what's that other Johnny Depp movie? Dark Shadows I watched like two weeks ago. There's one more Johnny Depp movie I watched. I was just having a Johnny Depp, like, I was having a whole little marathon. I don't know, I'm just, even after the trial, I feel like so many people, like, love him even more, and I'm one of those people. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just been, I've just kind of been in my bag, and in the best way possible, like, I'm always creatively thinking about like new ideas and new things one thing that's holding me back is I'm so fucking lazy like my procrastination is terrible like if I would just get up and put all my ideas on paper or on the computer or whatever the fuck I wanted to do and actually did them I would have a lot more done than I actually have done and I'm so mad about it because I'm like if I literally stop procrastinating for one second like I'd have a lot more done but That's why I've been waking up so early on the weekends because I want to make sure that I'm, like, staying on top of my shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? We can't say we want to do this, that, and the third 
and not actually be giving what it's supposed to give. Like, if you're not giving the work and putting in the work, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So I'm really hard on myself like that, which is a good thing and a bad thing because um, a bitch is a crybaby. Oh, a crybaby. What the fuck? A crybaby, and she gets frustrated, and I'm, I'm trying to stop getting frustrated and cracking under pressure because we love the pressure. It's just bitch, you're the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the issue. Like, just get up and do it. You know what I'm saying? So, honestly, not too much to recap because this week, like I said, I've just been getting my shit together. But we can just move straight into the wellness check. Um, There's been a lot of things going on, like, in my personal life and whatnot, whatnot. And not necessarily bad, but it's just more of things that, like, get your mind thinking, like, thinking about like what should I be doing right now or what's the best decision for this and a lot of introspection work going on if that's the word um which is always good but it's really hard to like work on yourself especially because I'm the type of person that I overthink about I feel like we all battle with overthinking but because I'm so self-aware I feel like my overthinking is worse because it's like damn like if I wasn't super in tune with myself I wouldn't be so highly emotional or overthink about every single situation in my life. So whose fault is that? It's mine. I already know it. It's my fault. But it's just like sometimes you have to take things one thing at a time. And it's so much easier to say, but like stop flustering yourself with all these thoughts and all these things that you have to do. Like it is okay. You're going to figure it out. And that's really what I'm starting to learn. Like I'm going to figure all of this out. You know what I'm saying? I am so hard on myself and I feel like a lot of us put so much pressure on ourselves to be this and to be that and to get this done and that done. The truth is, is that nothing's going to get like the work is not going to get done itself. You have to put in that work. You know what I'm saying? So if you're putting in that work, you will see the benefits and you will see things work out in the end. And it's just like, I have so many goals that I'm trying to accomplish and giving myself this little timeline to complete all those goals. And that's the issue. It's like, stop giving yourself this tiny little timeline to complete a b and c you know what i'm saying give yourself time like it's all gonna happen and there's one thing i really want to start talking about romanticizing your life my friend just posted it on her on her um instagram story and i saw it but i was already thinking about that previously like romanticizing your life is so important like make everything in your life fun be that girl literally be that girl Like, when I'm getting up and I'm doing my facial care routine, make that fun. Like, act like you're fucking in the Vogue Vogue magazine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that one video where they have, like, the celebrities, like, hey, guys, today I'm going to show you my skincare routine. Like, whatever. Like, act like you're in the fucking Vogue video or whatever, and everyone's asking you, like, 72 questions. Like, act like that girl. Like, if you want to move to this city, already act like you live in that city in your own city. Like, be that girl. Start dressing like that. Start doing your makeup, like be that girl. And I'm really starting. It takes a lot of work though. I will say that it takes a lot of work to really want to like, not to want to be that girl. That's the easy part, but to really be that girl and to start getting up and getting ready and to start thinking so positively about everything that you do. Like when I put in this work, I romanticize the work that I put into this podcast or even the work I put into my nine to five. Like I'm romanticizing every part of my life because when I get to the point where everything is like prospering and coming true, it's already so effortless and easy because I've been that girl because I've been thinking I was that girl. You have 
to romanticize your life. Like, every part of your life is enjoyable. It can be hard. There's a lot of shit going on. I'm sure we've all seen in the news. There's tons of shit going on. But all we can do is focus on ourselves, focus on the issues that are important to us, and try our best. Put our best foot forward. Like, we're not doing, if you're not doing enough, be real with yourself and do more. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always telling myself things like that. Like, I'll put on, yesterday I literally, I woke up at 8 yesterday and I started working on, like, creative stuff and whatnot. And I was listening to other podcasts, watching videos. And then I just put on, I watched this girl and she already lives in New York and she romanticizes her life a lot and she's always doing it and her apartment's so pretty and she vlogs like to these stores. And I'm like, watching this literally just puts me in that space of like where I want to be. So I was like, okay, like where do I want to be right now? Like where's the place that I wish I could just boom, be there. So I put on like some Parisian, Italian music And I literally got ready to it. Like, I literally got ready. I cleaned up my room. I just, I got ready to music that, like, really inspired me. Like, Parisian music, bitch. You live in Houston, Texas. But, like, live that shit in your head. It will come true eventually. It will. I promise you it will. Romanticizing your life is so important. And that really helped me. And not to say, like, like, be the main character in your life, yes. But, like, some people, I feel like, take that shit too far. Because, like, you're the main character so much in your head where you feel like you can be a pushover on people. Like, sometimes the main character in the movie is not the best character. Y'all could be most definitely antagonists. Like, I'm trying to be the main protagonist character. So if you guys want to be the main character, say how you want in your head. Be the main protagonist, bitch. Not the main antagonist. Because some of you hoes be mean as shit. Because y'all think y'all the main character and whatnot. But anyway, back to my little spiel. That's really what I've been doing. Romanticizing my life. And really just being that girl, like I've been taking a lot more care of my body. I'm seeing the results. I drink tons of water. Like I'm clean. I make my bed every morning anyway, but like every part of my life, I'm just like, this is so enjoyable. Like you only get one and you're only one person. There's only one you, there's only one London. So like really make the most of who you are and what you do and what you want to (sighs) do. The point is, is that I'm really focusing on my mental health because it's super, super important and you guys need to be doing it too. So one big tip this week, romanticize your life. Get up, read a book, wash your face, take a shower, work out, take, go on a walk, take your dog on a walk, do whatever you have to do to make your life enjoyable and to live positively. Like this is your life, girl. You only get one. And let's make the most of it. And with that being said, we can go ahead and move on to what caught my eye this week. All right, you guys, it is time for what caught my eye this week. So here's what I want to start with. Because it happened on Monday and it's one of the biggest fashion events of the year, let's start with the Met Gala. Oh, I just got chills. Okay, first of all, I if there's one accomplishment that I have in life, and it might not matter for some... I want to be in the Met Gala so bad one day, and I just want to have my carpet moment, and that's it. I could literally be satisfied. I want to have my costume carpet moment. Like, every time I watch it, I just get so jealous of, like, all these influencers and all these people who get to get on the carpet and shit like that. I'm like, that has to be me one day. Like, I have to be that girl. I will say, I think his name is Wisdom on all his socials. He's, like, the black dude who wears like all this like high fashion shit or like he thrifts and it makes it look like high fashion 
I'm actually really pissed off that he wasn't asked to go by anybody because he would have ate that fucking carpet up. Like, he would have chewed them all up and spit them out. Like, he should have been there. He should have been there, and he wasn't, which is sad. But I know his year's coming. It is coming. But let's talk about the looks that we did see. I'm just going to give you guys my favorite looks that I saw on the carpet. I know you guys can't visually see them, but... Just imagine in your head and look them up because you guys have to see them. So I'm going to start with Rosalia. Rosalia. Sorry, I got to check myself. She did a futuristic. Oh, duh. So Gilded Glamour was the theme. Gilded Glamour is kind of like this old Hollywood glam look, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. Let me look it up. Okay. So gilded means to show how wealth and glamour was used to conceal the social unrest and turmoil of the era want to attend the met gala the events hefty ticket price will give you a nightmare gilded glamour the rev okay that was unnecessary <laughs> that was unnecessary information so gilded glamour basically was like taking all showing what glamour and wealth concealed for all the social issues that happened so i think of like that's really in every era. So I saw people take it from like the 1800s, 1700s. I saw people take it from the early 1900s. Um, I saw people take it from like different, like people were taking it from different time periods and making it their own. So if you saw a lot of the looks, well, a lot of the looks, you really didn't see that. Some of them were visual, but a lot of them were like, there was hidden meetings inside of their wardrobe. I think it was Gabrielle Union she wore like these beads in her hair and it was like for all the blood of like the slaves that shed on our country and kind of honoring um black culture so that was like gilded glamour and she had like this white on such a beautiful silhouette and then I I think Dwayne Wade had all white on too her look was so gorgeous and everyone honestly the meaning behind this behind this Met Gala was like so much more meaningful than the actual looks and I will say a lot of people said like, oh, some people didn't go with like the theme, but you really have to understand the meaning of Gilded Glamour to really understand like the hidden meanings behind of it. Some people didn't. They actually didn't go with the theme at all. It was just like them a dress up party. I mean, even Tom, uh, I think Tom Ford was like, I don't really do costume parties. I don't care about the theme. Who cares about a theme? So he clearly just is like, y'all gonna wear my shit and what about it? But let's start with, Ro oh my God, Rosalia. There we go. She did a futuristic gloated glamour look, which I lived for. It was really futuristic. I didn't really understand what it had to do with like the gilded era, but it was beautiful nonetheless. And it was my favorite looks as far as like dress goes. So she looked great. One of my all time favorites, Alicia Keys. She honored the beauty of New York City and the the glamour of the city. She had the Empire State Building on the train of her dress, which I loved. And I really feel like her look went with the whole Gilded Glamour theme because she had New York. And if you think about Gilded, you think about wealth and glamour hiding the social unrest. And New York has been through a lot of shit over the past century. So it's just kind of like the perfect look of the night. I think her look and Blake Lively's look was probably the all-time best look of the night. Blake Lively... Girl, girl, she ate it the fuck up. She did the same concept as Alicia Keys and did a Statue of Liberty dress. And then she unveiled the turquoise skirt and gloves. Obsessed with this look. I'm literally obsessed. So if you didn't understand her look, basically she had like 
a copper dress on, a copper silhouette with gloves. And then her designer unveiled the turquoise behind it and then switched her gloves to turquoise. And she was a Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty was copper at one point and turned into this turquoise color over time. So I love the look because she still had like hidden coppers in it. And you just understood, especially like the New York girls, you get it. And we get it. Like talk about gilded glamour, like old to new, like that's literally what it is. And she gets it every single time. She gets the concept every time. Name a time Blake Lively didn't get it. I'll wait. Exactly. She gets it. She gets it. And I love her for that. And Alicia Keys, she gets it too. And honestly, this is in no specific order. Like who was my favorite, my most favorite to least favorite. Like this is just in the order of like what I remember them as. Next, Bella Hadid, babe, babes, girl, she went with this black corset look with a lace silhouette and pearls around her ankle and it gave, oh my God, it gave, it was giving, like girl, and then she did like simple makeup and her hair was just so beautiful, I don't know what era this was for, it was giving witch, it was giving witchy, but I'm not sure the story behind her dress. But nonetheless, bitch, oh my God, she looks so good. Gigi Hadid, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I don't get it. I don't get it. I didn't like it. She was wearing like three different fabrics, three different types of textures. I didn't like it at all. Um, I feel like since Gigi's been out of like the out of out of the fashion world for so long, I feel like she keeps doing things to make her like boom, bam, this is me, I'm popping, you know what I'm saying, and it's just like, you don't have to do that, you're already a pretty girl, you already got it, like, you could go with anything, I just wasn't feeling the all red look, I didn't like it, and I know a lot of you girls did, and hated, B uh, I was gonna say BB, and hated Bella's look, but I lived for Bella's look, so she was one of my faves, and then lastly, Cardi B, once again, ate up the whole entire carpet, showed up in a golden gown with Donatella Versace as the designer. And I think we can all agree that she looked stunning. Like nobody didn't like her look. No one. She looked so good. She looks so good. She's so pretty in general. Like I love everything about her. I love how classy she is with her outfits too. Like she just looked great. She looked great. But those are my favorite Met Gala looks. I had a few that I disliked. But I don't want to shit on anybody because it's not that I disliked it because, like, obviously no one was ugly. Like, they all look so beautiful. I just you know, I wasn't a fan of a lot of them. Um, but I have more favorites than dislikes. I really do. There's so many dresses that I like. So, okay, let's talk about it. Kylie, I wasn't even bringing it up. Kylie Jenner, she wore this all-white, off-white look to honor Virgil. And... As soon as I saw it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I I hated it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I hated it. I did. I did. But after watching the behind the scenes of it and then looking at the true meaning, well, first, let me just say this. The dress itself, every individual piece I loved. I didn't like the shirt under the dress. That I didn't like. She had a video with her having just the dress on, and I wish she just did that. But I get why she did the shirt under because she was trying to go for like this more streetwear look because she did like the hat backwards with the net. So I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not that I didn't get it. I just at first glance, I didn't like it. 
then when I saw her get really emotional and say, I don't really care what people think. I just want to honor Virgil. I honestly respect her for that because a lot of people, I know she was like a lot of people be thrown off. It just wasn't Kylie. It wasn't giving Kylie. And people are like, oh my gosh, she's back in her King Kylie era. Like that wasn't even King Kylie. All you 2005 born bitches are like, oh, King Kylie. Like y'all were barely alive. Like y'all don't even know what King Kylie is. It was not giving King Kylie. That was not King Kylie. Y'all, you see a hat backwards, you think King Kylie. It wasn't. It wasn't. But anyway, after looking at it more, it's one of those looks that you go to appreciate because of the meaning behind it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these looks I loved because of the meaning. And you guys could argue on whether or not it was ugly. Honestly, none of these girls were ugly. All the Kardashians showed up. Kim in the dress. I think she looked beautiful. I didn't really like the whole, like, when she sat on the carpet, she literally lost 16 pounds in three weeks. I was like, that's insane to fit into a dress only to put on a lookalike dress later on for the actual party. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. I can't lie to you. I, I stand all of the Kardashians, though. They're hardworking women, but I have my opinions. I didn't understand why she had to starve herself. And let me not say starve because she said she had a lot of protein, but let's be real. Unless you're eating 900, 800 calories a day, how the fuck do you lose 16 pounds in three weeks? Please, please. I just, I don't encourage it, girls. I don't encourage it. I don't encourage trying to lose so much weight to fit into a gown in less than a month. Don't encourage that. But she looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. Um, oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about it. You know, I'm a big Courtney stan, but I don't get the outfit. I really, really, really hated it. I really hated it. Like, it's so bad. I don't understand it. Like, Travis looked so good. Courtney, what is going on, babes? What's going on? I don't get it. Like, she... <sighs> okay. Anyway, I just don't even want to talk about it because I just wanted to understand it. I think that was the only thing. Like, I just wanted to understand your look. I didn't get it. That was the problem. I didn't understand. And then Travis looked so good. And then Courtney, I was just like, what the fuck? Okay, okay, this is what we're doing. Cool. Um, I guess I should just review all the Kardashians because I already reviewed like two out of the five. Um, Chloe, her first Met Gala, she looked so pretty. She looked so pretty. I'm honestly like so happy for her because a lot of people shitted on her in the beginning. And she's always been the realest one, like big fan. Um, but a lot of people shitted on her. Honestly, she's so pretty. She is so pretty. And I'm super happy for her. I'm so glad she was invited. I love that the whole family showed up. The girls looked great. That whole golden gown with the black sleeved little um, thing over her shoulders. That was super cute. Um, Chris was actually my favorite look out of all of them. Chris looks so pretty. And it had nothing to do with like the theme. But she wore this really simple yellow dress and had her hair, like, flipped up, like, in a 60s way. I was like, girl, you look so cute. She looked so cute. Like, and she was the mom of the night. She was everyone's mom. I lived for it. She looks so cute. And then lastly, Miss Kendall Jenner, who is a Met Gala vet, she did a blonde brow in a black dress. Um, I don't get the look. She looked pretty, though. So I'm, I'm not even mad about it. She just looked pretty. So... All the girls really looked pretty. Courtney, she's a pretty girl. Nonetheless, I hated the dress. She's beautiful. All of them are beautiful. But that is my Met Gala wrap-up. That's all I had to say about that. Now let's move on. So the Johnny and Amber defamation trial. I talked a little bit about it, 
a little bit about it. God damn, all these fucking tongue twisters. <sighs> okay. Johnny and Amber's defamation trial and my thoughts on it. So, if you guys don't know already, Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for a defamation because of an op-ed she published in the Washington Post of 2018. In the op-ed headline, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. The reason Johnny Depp is suing is because everyone's assuming that it's about him and obviously people and the readers can inference and maybe assume that the person she is talking about is Johnny Depp. This, this whole case started in 2019, I think. That's when they really started to work on it. And he's finally getting to get his voice heard from the whole trial. Um, Johnny took the stand last week. Amber took the stand this week. The girl's putting on the performance of her lifetime, which obviously could be seen. She was doing a lot of theatrics. She was doing a lot of this and that and crying. Uh, uh. Like, it was just a lie. And then on top of that, like, it looks like a lie. She obviously has her PR person there. They've talked about it. You have to put on a face. You really have to put on the performance of a lifetime. Probably his exact words. The jury, I feel like she thinks she is fooling. Child, if, if you are not fooling the entire fucking world, what makes you think you're going to be fooling 10 people? in a fucking box. You was not fooling nobody. She's not fooling anyone. And it's pissing me off because a lot of things that she is speaking on are very, very heavy topics. Like sexual violence and sexual assault is something serious. And if you're lying about this, this is damaging to a lot of people who want to speak out about their experience and their story in camp because of people like you who will put on a whole fucking act just to get money. That's terrible. It's super, super sad. And let's not talk about how you lied about giving $7 million, all of your divorce settlement to the ACLU. That wasn't even turned over. Wasn't even all turned over. I think they said she gave over, do not quote me, 300K in total. And 100K of that was from Johnny Depp's um, contribution. So she barely gave over shit. So she acted like she gave all that money over. She didn't. So that's fucked up. Number two, because you're acting like you're a supportive activist and all this and all that. You're not. You're money hungry, just like every other bitch in Hollywood. And you're proving just that. And you're proving just that. And she keeps saying she can't recount this event. She can't recount that event. A PTSD expert, one from Johnny's side and one from her side, have both spoken out about it. Johnny's side said she doesn't have PTSD. Everything she's saying is over-exaggerated and even said that she may be, um, may be a victim of a personality disorder. Um what's it called? Bipolar disorder, BPD. And that's what Johnny side had said. And it's crazy because everything and every trait that she has said, she's literally been acting out up until this point. So we see it. We see all of the things that Johnny's side, Johnny's forensic psychologist expert had said, go out into fruition. Like she's doing exactly what she said. So then somebody counteracted that another forensic psychologist, or I think she was, I don't think she was forensic I don't remember what type of psychologist but along the same lines she basically said everything Dr. Curry which is on Johnny's team said was wrong so eventually in the trial they're gonna have Dr. Curry come back and basically counteract everything that she said and like look this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and let me just say this the one that they had for Amber's side was terrible she was a terrible witness terrible it was like bitch did you even get to know this how like she had to have notes if you're an expert in court you can't have notes you can't. You're considered an expert. So everything that you talk about, you should know off the dome. You should know off the dome. So that was that was cute. That was funny. And it's just sick. Like, I really feel like she's sick as fuck. And they pan to Johnny's face. Some streaming services even have them, like, side by side. 
And Johnny has yet to look at her in her face. Like, he just looks down, takes his notes, draws, like, and you don't see a reaction. You'll see, like, him look, you know, have his face off to the side or something like that. Like, when she said that his kids were little weirdos in the best way possible, he made a face like, what the fuck? She's like, in the best way possible, though. Like, he was making faces all throughout the trial, which I live for because Johnny's, like, he's not supposed to technically, but, like, we want to see, like, some type of reaction out of him, you know, just to gauge, like, how he's feeling about the whole thing. And, I mean, a lot of information has been passed on, and I'm still Team Johnny. Like, I'm still Team Johnny. I would be Team Amber if I heard all this thing, all these things and I felt like it was really honest and it was really true, but it looks like an act for money because you don't have enough money for 50 mil. If she has to, if she has to pay him 50 mil and is responsible for all those damages, if she doesn't have 50 mil in her bank account, guess what happens? Guess what happens? She goes bankrupt. They take every last dime she has and she goes bankrupt. So that won't be good for her. Honestly, I would have settled this offline. I would have got out of my fucking pride and been like, look, can we solve this? I will literally remove the op-ed from every website online. I mean, that's why she's suing him for $100 because she thinks she can really do this shit. People are not believing you. The jury's not supposed to look at anything online or anything like that. They usually take their jury job very, very seriously. But if I was in that courtroom, I would be able to tell myself that this girl's not telling the truth. It's, it's pretty clear. It's pretty obvious. And it's weird. She's sick. It's just disgusting. If this, I'm, Like I said, I think some of this stuff is true. I'm not saying Johnny's totally innocent. Like, I think they were both toxic. Do I think he was hitting her? No. The whole sexual assault and sexual violence thing, I feel like there's not enough evidence for me to believe her, but I don't want to discount her experience. For example, I won't repeat the graphic things that were said, but she said something super, super graphic that was done to her. But yeah, there's no medical records. Her personal nurse never wrote it in her notes. So there's nothing to prove that he did these things. So I don't believe it based off the evidence that wasn't provided. On top of that, you're having trouble giving your metadata to the court. Metadata shows everything. It shows everything that you wrote in your phone, all the pictures, all your records, but you can't hand all of that over. So a lot of it is just looking very weird. Like there's just too many blurred lines. So I am Team Johnny, and I will say that very, very honestly because he has been honest. Like, he said he struggled with drinking. He, stu- he struggled with drug abuse. Like, he struggled with a lot of things. And does he think that was a reason for his toxicity? Yes. But he never hit this girl, and he never did these things to this girl. So we will see. There's still two more weeks for the trial. Next week, they're taking a little break because the judge has a conference. But we will be back up and running May 16th on this hoe. And I'm just so, so invested. And let me not even talk about how she came down from the stand and Johnny was trying to like walk out the door and she acts all scared of him. It's funny because in every fucking video and audio that you post, you don't sound scared. And don't get us started about the video you tried to record of him and you even end up laughing at the end of it. And when he was slamming the glass, you didn't hop away. Like, bitch, you're not. This is a terrible act. This is a terrible act. And I'm over it. Like, I'm just so over people lying about shit for money. Like, it's it's sick. It's sick as fuck. Take accountability. Take accountability and move the fuck on. Anyway. Oh, and she also claims to not cheat on him with, with anyone. Anyone at all. Not James Franco, not Elon Musk. Even though there is video, fitted, video footage of her in the elevator with Elon Musk going into a hotel that Johnny Depp paid for. But we're not going to even talk about it. We're not talking about it. It's whatever at this point. 
and we're gonna move on the last thing i want to touch on this week and what caught my eye is abortion this is getting out of hand the fact that men think they have say so of what a woman a woman with different hormones with different reproductive systems has a say-so and what women can do with their bodies still baffles me to this day. And they're saying because I guess the population, like there's not as many births happening anymore. Like, you don't understand. Why would we birth children and put them in this world if people are not A, ready to have children, B, are not financially there, C, when this world is already fucked up, or D, people just don't want to have kids and they made a mistake one night? Why put them through all that turmoil on this earth when they didn't ask to be here. Why do you guys continuously put yourself in women's business? Oh, you didn't like something in Roe versus Wade, so you wanna remove it. Bitch, are you dumb? There's people that literally get raped. There's people that have tons of reasons to have this done, but you guys just want so much power and so much control of what we do. You're trying to remove the law and make it illegal? Are you dumb as shit? Are you dumb as fuck? Like, it's so annoying because it just makes women live in fear. Like, you can literally get locked up. It's literally illegal to do something with your own body. Like, are, I'm sorry, is this The Handmaid's Tale? Are we turning into The Handmaid's Tale? Are we literally living The Handmaid's Tale? Is this coming to life? Like, are we serious right now? Are you guys dead ass? Like, honestly, the first thing that I thought of was, like, Handmaid's Tale. Because bitches literally, I mean, okay, it's not technically that, but like, damn, we're about to get there, shit. I ain't wearing no red cape for nothing. I am telling you that right now. I am not wearing no goddamn red cape. Y'all got me fucked all the way up. Literally, y'all, whatever you have to do, repost, go to any fucking activist sites, whatever you have to do, because this is not going to happen. Our voices matter. There's so many reasons why our voices matter. We saw a bunch of movements happen and laws and people, things changing around or whatever. Our voices are loud and they have to be heard, especially us as women. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. Like, why do you guys feel the need to enter yourself in, in women's business? Like, what? Oh, my God. It's just so annoying. I don't understand this. I don't understand why it matters for them. Like, is your ego that in the way where you can't mind your business for one fucking second? What does it hurt you? The baby is not even born yet. It's a fetus. It's not even started developing. It's not even started developing. Like, and they have certain rules in place to where a baby is only a certain amount of age to where you can have it or it can actually hurt you as well. There are rules set in place to regulate this already. So why is it people's business to interfere, especially a man's? Why does this, what concern does this have to do with y'all? I would love to know actually scratch that. I don't give a fuck. But with that, with all that being said, I said a lot. I said a lot in what caught my eye. I don't think I've ever gotten this out of body on the mic, but y'all do what you can. We have to speak out about it. We have to talk about it because if we don't, they're going to make moves and they're going to do what they want. I'm ready to move on. This was too heavy of a segment. Oh my God. One more thing. Sorry. This is a good little segue. So what's in the music this week? So what's I, what I've been jamming since I've been my little romanticizing my life type shit, New York, baby, I'm coming for you. So Empire State of Mind with Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Uh-huh. I love that song so much. It's a classic. It's beautiful. We love it. 
But I just had to tell y'all what I was jamming for the week and we can go ahead and move on to down the Reddit hole. All right, you guys, it is time to go down the Reddit hole. So this week, the title says, husband overshared about sex. Oh boy. Over glasses of wine with a good friend of mine who I met years ago through my husband, let me know a little secret that she and some of their friends had been keeping. Evidently, after my husband and I slept together for the first time years ago on our third date, he told a few of them, his good friends, some male, some female, that he had just had the best sex of his life. That's the good part. These friends, of course, pried more details out of him and about why it was so great. And evidently, he told them some things about my body and my moves. Just friendly mentor, I get it. But of course, we ended up getting married and they had those details. And she said it's all no big deal, but sometimes they still tease him about it. I even had a nickname for a while, but that had been phased out now that I'm official. Is this weird? These people are my friends and I feel a bit odd knowing these were the secret. There was his, this. Oh my God. There was this secret thing. But on this other hand, it's kind of silly slash funny. Curious what others think. Um, I feel, I see why it can be embarrassing, especially if you guys are married. But girl, he said you got that good punani. So... It don't sound too bad to me. I mean, it is weird because if they still have like little jokes about it, it's really weird. But at the same time, not really. Like, I feel like that's not super bad to talk about. Like, you have good punani, okay, and per, and period. But I do get how you might feel uncomfortable about it because it's like, okay, now he's my man. Now they done told me their little secret that they had amongst each other. Now this is weird for me, bitches. Like, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. But all good things. I thought you were going to say something like embarrassing, like, oh, he said it was bad or something. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? That's your friend. And they talking about it's bad. But it's all good things, girl. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. But to each their own. Like, I feel like I understand why it might be embarrassing for you. Um, it is kind of silly and funny now. But if they're your friends, too, I feel like it's not that big of a deal. I think I'm a bit of an oversharer sometimes, too. Um, and I don't really care. I don't do it for everybody, but for with my friends and stuff, like, I don't really care to share some details. Like, I honestly don't, but it's not with everyone. You know, it's people that I obviously trust with that information, and we both kind of talk about it or whatever, whatever. But no, girl, it's nothing to be embarrassed about, but I feel like we can all understand where you're coming from. And yeah, that was a quick one this week. I feel like the girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. And girl, you got it and you get it. You got the goods. You got it, and you got it good, baby. But, yeah, that was short, but we're going to keep it along. We're going to keep the dice rolling. Thanks for sharing, girly. I love when you guys share stuff on Reddit. I really do. I feel like if I did a Reddit post, people would know it's me, so I'm not doing that shit. But we love you guys for sharing, and let's move on. Okay, so you know what I want to talk about this week? I've had a lot of thinking and a lot of time to think and I feel like this is why my mental health was like so shitty at one point because I think too much about what is going on in this world and I'm like why is life not giving for me what it's giving for these girls out here for these girlies what are they doing and I am not doing so this week we're gonna have a little venting sesh you may be able to relate you may not be able to But honestly, this is in no chronological order. A bitch is just saying how the fuck she feels. Number one, do you ever feel like some people don't have to try hard in life? Like at all? Like 
nothing ever hard comes to them everything is just a breeze like why can that be me why can that be me like bitches be influencers right and they're like oh my god but like my mental health is so bad but I have all these things like I wish the only thing I had to focus on was my mental health like what granted it is hard and I'm not discounting anybody's experience but like damn bitch I wish the only thing I had to focus on was my mental health if I could focus on I had all these people to do this 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 I had a whole fucking team and all I have to focus on is making sure I am good life is good life is actually good and I get it sometimes it's harder for more people other people than it is for others but like omg like girl if I have people working on my podcast doing the production doing all the creative shit behind closed doors baby your girl will be somewhere period your girl would have been already up doing the numbers babes she would have been there already she would have been there already like I'm so tired of having to work so fucking hard to get to where I want to go can I just be very real like I really am I just want it to be like boom 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 I am there babes I'm already there but no like why can't I just go viral one time like fuck one time one time and we're good can I just skip to the money, success, and all that shit? Like, where everybody just fucking loves me? Like, that's all I want. That's all I want. If I'm being real, like, damn. I don't even have to be fucking Kim Kardashian. Like, just let me have my people that really fuck with me on a really deep level. And that's it. That is it. That's it. I get it, though. Life is a process, and I always pray. Why do I sound like the biggest hypocrite? Not me saying in my welcome back and my catch up, stop rushing the TL. And I'm literally rushing the fucking timeline of myself. You see, I do this to myself. And I'm, like I said, I'm venting. So I'm not saying my thought processes are it and think like me. Like, bitch, I, this is just how I feel. This is just how I feel. Like, why can't we just skip to the fun part? Okay. Why can't we just skip to the fun part? Like, bitches be blowing up on TikTok and it's like, if I just did one fucking dance, if I did one dance, bitch, I would have been there. All I had to do was hop on the renegade trend. Actually, scratch that, because the girl who actually did the motherfucking renegade ain't nobody no more, and she made the damn dance. I don't even know what her name is. I know who Addison Ray is. I know who Charlie D'Amelio is. I know who all these other motherfuckers are, but I don't know who the fuck the girl actually made the dance is. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. So what you're telling me is, don't be the trend, hop on the trend. That's what you guys are telling me. Y'all always say, be the trendsetter, and then the trends are still from the trendsetter, and now the ones that are just doing the fucking trend are the ones that get famous. So what's more beneficial, being the trendsetter or doing the fucking trend? Because you bitches really aren't real, like y'all say y'all real. Y'all not really real, like that is so fucked up, and I'm so pissed off about it. Because that girl should be where every one of the motherfuckers are. That girl should be watching, whopping whopping no she should not she's young she's too young to be doing that that girl should be walking the red carpet on that met gala carpet just like avani greg and addison ray were and props to them good for y'all girls like the girlies are winning at life but the girl oh my god what's her name it starts with a j it's like jaylani or jaylee or something like that she should be on the motherfucking carpet too period that pisses me off too but we're not even finna get into that today because that is a whole nother topic for another whole nother day. And I do not feel like getting into that because that'll be a whole nother fucking episode. But what's crazy to me is that some people will literally put out the most mediocre shit, right? 
Another person has a full production. And I'm talking about the people that are like just coming up. Someone could put out some mediocre shit. The other person can literally have a full ass production. And the mediocre shit is doing numbers. Numbers, bitch. The worst quality, the worst fucking advice. Boom, doing numbers. Somebody with a full ass production, a 4K camera. Bitch, get the fuck, get this bitch a deal. Shit. She really put in the work. I don't understand that for the life of me. Like, I don't understand that. What does it take to get a bag out here, babes? What does it take? Uh, And I am not the one to hate because I respect the hustle. I respect it to the fullest potential. Like, I'll be damned if I sit here and say, the bitches that do TikTok and the bitches that doing this and doing that and the bitches that blow up on Musical.ly, oh my God, they shouldn't be famous. I'll be damned if I said that because if I was in their shoes... Oh, bitch, y'all just gonna have to fucking hate me. Y'all gonna have to hate me because I am taking every opportunity and ceasing that motherfucker. I am not the one to hate, but fuck. God damn, bro. God fucking, like what, excuse me, Lord. What does a girl have to do to get a deal out here? Okay, what does she have to do? Because every bitch that moves to LA do not be that girl. They don't. They move to LA with a dream and y'all really don't be fulfilling them dreams out there. God damn. Bitches gotta get half naked to make to have a cameo. Like y'all really fucked up out here. Especially you motherfucking directors and casting them casting directors and shit. Y'all really fucked up out here. But all I'm gonna say is this. I feel like I wouldn't be happy if I didn't have a struggle moment. Like I just was talking about this with my friends and my boyfriend. Literally, the struggle is so beautiful. It really is because you can appreciate everything that you have after that. Like you can appreciate every single thing that you have. And that's the beauty of the struggle. And I really, really do think that. Of course, I want all these things and I want to go viral and shit like that. But to be real, if I do, I worked for every single one of those those things and deals. But girls, we have to be patient. Okay, let's round up this topic by saying we have to be patient. The girls that are patient are the girls that reap the benefits, period. Period. We have to be patient. But another thing, you know what I'm really surprised about? I'll say this. This is a terrible segue, but like I said, this is kind of all over the place. The thing I'm surprised about, (laughs) do I even want to touch on this? Fuck it. So, you know how like when your friends start businesses or something or like people like your mutuals and shit like they start shit or whatever and you're marketing you're like hey people follow me people this people that people that whatever whatever what I've really started to fucking notice this is what I've started to notice Ooh, my mic is too close y'all I've been screaming at y'all the whole time what I've started to notice is people will literally follow you to track your success and not really support you Oof, yikes, yikes. Mm. Let me just, let me, let me put this into perspective. People will watch you, what you post, this and that. You doing polls because you want to interact with the people that follow you. You doing this, wanting the people to interact. You know, you doing this. People will literally follow you to track your success and not really be a supporter. Bitch, do not follow me if you are not trying to digest this content, bitch. Damn. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. If you follow me and you're watching my shit and you're listening to it, 
I love you for that. And I get it. Sometimes what you're doing is not for, you know, sometimes your, fr- sometimes your friends don't listen to podcasts, okay? And that's just that. Your friend is following you to support you, and I get it. But to be real, I want the numbers, babe. I want the numbers. I want everybody that follows me to follow me because they really want to listen to my shit and really fuck with me. Now, I know the people, like my friends, most of them that follow me, they really actually fucking love me and they really support me, and I know that. But some of these hoes, and I'm not even going to say they my friends, some of these associates don't really, they're not really, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you guys are just tracking the success. You're trying to see how far along do I get here? How far along do I get there? You're trying to be nosy with my analytics. You're not trying to really support the bitch. And it's weird. Like, y'all, stop fucking supporting, stop following people's pages only to be fucking nosy. If I follow a bitch's clothing line, her last brand, her lip gloss brand, her damn podcast. I'm listening to it. I'm buying shit. I'm communicating. I'm reposting your shit. Like I'm not a phony follower. I am not a phony follower. If I follow you it's because I want to give you that number. I want to give you numbers, babes. I want to get, put money in your pocket. I'm not following you to track your success. Do you? I'm supporting the success, not tracking it. And when I say track, I mean bitches just want to see how far you get and then what time y'all get there. Ooh, I hate a bitch like that. And you know the motherfuckers that do it. Because the ones that do it are the ones that don't be taking the polls. They're the ones that don't actually be listening to your episodes. They're the ones that don't have not report. Like, those are the ones. Y'all just be following bitches to be nosy. Like, stop. Stop being nosy. If you are actually listening to my shit, that's different. If you listen to it and you just want to be nosy and listen and not follow me, oh, yes, do that. Do that. Listen. Listen. Because what's, what's adding up and not adding up is I see, I can see where, lo, what locations y'all listening. Obviously, not your address. I can see where. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because in that location, the bitch don't follow me. But there's a lot of you listeners over there. So I'm like, I see a lot of y'all tracking me for real, but y'all really don't support me. And on the flip side... Bitches, I just want to be nosy and don't really support you. So you're listening to my shit, but you don't follow me on my page. Bitches, that should be your friends or you thought were your friends are just motherfucking associates at that point. Period. Period. And bitches really be fake out here. I ain't gonna lie to you. They really do. Like, if you don't want to do something, just say that. Just say it. Okay? Like, you don't... Nobody has to force you to do anything you do not want to do. If anything, babes, it is free clout. Because when I get there, the answer is no. <laughs> Okay, the answer is fucking no. But the people that don't interact with you for real and they just be there to be nosy as fuck and they really don't fuck with you. Ew. Ew. Disgusting. Next caller. We're moving the fuck on because I am not finna touch. I am not finna look. I could really, I could really like drag you bitches, but I don't have time to do this all day. Okay, a bitch has a bag she wants to make. She has moves to make. Like I said, I respect the hustle. And I'm gonna just say this. Everybody that follows me, that I know that are honest people that are following me for my content, I love you. I love you for appreciating me and for listening to me. I love every single one of y'all because y'all are real as fuck. Even the people that don't know me and y'all following me because y'all saw me from somewhere else, I love y'all especially because y'all really don't know a bitch and y'all supporting her. And I can see the numbers. Y'all really do be supporting a bitch. And I love y'all for that because y'all see something. Y'all see something. And I see you, okay? I love that. Let's talk about influencer culture. So I feel like, so I want to be in podcasting, right? 
call podcasting what you want. I call it creative, like a being a creative because you're making content. I call YouTubers creatives because that's content, podcasting, anything in the entertainment where you're curating your own content. I call that being a creative. And obviously you're a public figure. When I think of an influencer, I think of people who just take pictures and repost shit to do this and that. And I am not knocking the culture. Like if you're a fashion influencer, I digest that content. That is my world where I really fuck with what you're doing. Skincare, beauty, I live for every single one of it. But if it's no substance and it's just somebody that's just like trying to get a deal and posting, like not really loving what they do, like I'm not here for it. I'm really not. I'm not. And sometimes I think I'm like, is there really room for all these hoes to do the same exact thing and to be famous for nothing? Like there can't be room for every single one of you bitches. Like everybody aspiring to be an IG model, there is not room enough for all of y'all. There ain't. Let's be real, there's not. There's tons of room on YouTube. There's tons of room in podcasting. There is tons of room to be a fashion blogger or whatever the fuck. But just for y'all to get free clothes and get 10K a post, there is not room or money for all of you hoes. Bring us something. Be a mental health advocate on top of an IG fucking model. Y'all aren't giving enough. It's not giving, like there is no substance in just doing that. For example, Kendall Jenner, she does 818, right? She's also a fucking Kardashian. She's also a supermodel. She has 818. So she's not just a supermodel. She got 818 on the side too. And she does runway. So that's different. She's not making 10, 5K a post. This bitch is making 300K a walk or some shit. Like she's making bank. And it's not just from Instagram posts. Kim Kardashian, she started the whole shit. She has like three different brands. So it's not just like she has a business. It's not just 10K a post. The black China's out here, I don't get it. I don't get it. Say what you want, I don't. I don't get it. And it's not my business, apparently. It's not. Because I, you know what? This My mom said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Which is why I don't name call certain celebrities because I don't want to be that bitch. I really don't. I don't want to be a mean bitch. I don't want to be mean. I really don't. I am not a mean person. I will tell you that right now. But what I can do is drag a bitch. And because I know I can drag these hoes, I choose not to. So I just don't. So I'm not going to name names. But all I'm going to say is, is like, what's the goal here? To make five to 10K off a post and call it a day? The bitch, that's boring. Like being an IG model is boring as fuck to me. Like when I think of an influencer, I think of people that influence people. And sometimes it can be for good, and sometimes it can very obviously be for bad reasons. But I think of somebody that can influence the culture, influence people in a positive light. Not these motherfuckers that just want to try on some Fashion Nova jeans and call it a day. That is not positive influencing. If anything, it is giving these bitches out here unrealistic goals because all of them want to do the same goddamn thing. Now, if I have a podcast and I'm getting brand deals, that's different, babes, because I already had a podcast before I started getting these brand deals. So that's totally different. I am not knocking the brand deals. Get the fucking bag. Like I said, get it and get it well. But all you hoes are just aspiring to be IG. Like, I don't get it. Like, okay, pretty face and what else? Like, I just don't. That is the point of eye candy. There is so much more behind like this surface shit. It is so much more layers. Can we peel back the rest? Like, do y'all all want to, like, is just, does physical, like, what you look like on the outside, is that the only thing that matters? That's why a lot of y'all have mental health issues. 
It really is. Because y'all so focused about what other people think. What people th- And look, I have fallen victim for that for a long time. Like, I've, I've went through that. I'm only saying this because I went through it. Okay, I was like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this. Bitch, if you want it, find a way to get it. And don't rely on anybody else to get that shit. Get it yourself. Curate the life you want. Stop looking at everybody else's life saying, oh, I want this, I want that. How are you going to get there with what? And how are you going to get there? Not everybody can be discovered in a JCPenney's and call it a day. Not everybody has that moment. Trust me, every time I step foot in the Galleria, I want to be that girl. I'm ready to get scouted, bitch. Literally. Okay? If y'all saw me right now, bitch cannot get scouted right now. I look like shit. That's not the point, though. The point is, do something with a little bit more substance. And you know what? That's not my place. That's not my place. Y'all do what y'all want. Y'all do what y'all want. That's all I'm going to say. Do what you want. I I can't. I can't even do this. Do what you want. I'm not even going to tell nobody what the fuck to do with their life. But I'm just stating my opinion. Because this is what the fucking podcast is about. My opinion is, is y'all not... What y'all doing is not really, like, it's not... Is that not boring? Is it not boring? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just giving boring. Like, it's giving boring. Anyway, on to the next. Um, the last thing I want to touch on, because, ugh, this is my biggest regret in life. I don't regret a lot of shit. I don't even regret being in the worst relationship I was in, because, babes, you just showed me exactly what the fuck I needed to be and who I needed to be with. So I don't even regret that. But let me tell you what I regret. I wish I stuck with what I like to do when I was like 13, 14, 15. I wish I stuck with it. Bitch, I wanted to be a fashion blogger. Like I wanted to have an actual WordPress blog. Like boom, boom, boom. I'm writing posts. I'm looking at trends. I was 14 in the cut, bitch. I was looking up all the trends. Like I was 14. I really could have been that girl. But I let my insecurities get in the way of what I could have been. Ugh. Any of you 14, 15-year-olds, if y'all want to do something, do it now. Do it now. Because you're going to have more experience than any other motherfucker that just started a year ago, 18 plus, okay? I wish I started now. I really do. Like, I really used to be so into fashion. Like, people did not pay attention to fashion trends. People were just looking at what the next bitch wore in school. I was like, what colors are in this spring? That was me, And I didn't stick with it. I don't know why. Don't even get me started on why I didn't stick with it. I know I should have. I'm just as disappointed in myself as anybody else. But I should have stuck with it. Oh, my God. Like, I always think about if I stuck with that shit and had a blog, because I thought there was no room for me. Like, as a 14, 15-year-old, like, who the fuck is doing this, you know? Everybody that I aspired to be were all, like, 20 and up or early 30s. Like, Ami Song, Chiara Faragni, um, oh, I forgot her name. Her name was, like, Camila Correro. I cannot pronounce it for shit. Danny Song, like, all these fashion bloggers, like, big in the game, and they're in the fashion weeks, and they blog the sh- They have their own, like, those girls, those girls, I was like, oh, my God, I can't be that. Like, they're literally late 20s, early 30s. Like, they've been doing this shit. Little did I know these bitches were doing that shit 10 years prior to where they got now. I'm like, why the fuck was I not in this hoe really, like, putting up a post every week? It is so disappointing. Like, for all... All of 
of us who had these cute little passion projects that we had when we was like 13. Oh, I want to open my own vet business. Oh, I want a re really successful lemonade stand. Oh, I want to be a fashion blogger. Bitch, we could have stuck with that. We really could have. Like, that lemonade stand could have been a whole franchise. I'm dead ass. Like, we should have stuck with our shit. We really should have stuck with it. But we let all these people make fun of us and stuff. Like, really, the people that got bullied and really still did what the fuck they wanted to do, I admire y'all so much. And I wasn't even bullied like that. Like, in high school, I wasn't even bullied. I just was so scared of being bullied. Like, I was so scared of being bullied. I literally would bully myself into thinking I'm bullied. Like, that was a problem. Nobody ever bullied me because I didn't say shit. I wasn't going to give no motherfucker the opportunity to bully me. Okay, obviously people, like, will make names and shit like that. But that was more in middle school. Like, people bully me in middle school. And y'all y'all got the wrong bitch to bully now. Because, like, if you say something, I'm going to think it's funny. I really am. And I'm going to be hurt behind closed doors. But I'm going to still think it's funny. And, like, you're not going to see me fold. But in high school, nobody bullied me. Like, it was just me thinking I was going to get bullied every second. But, y'all, we really should have stuck with our shit. Like, if you think about it, Emma Chamberlain started this shit when she was, like, 15, 16. The girl is walking the fucking carpet. She is hosting for Vogue on the fucking Met Gala carpet. Are you in, like, what? And rightfully so. Like, I am not an Emma Chamberlain slander girl. Like, the girl is working, and she is working hard, okay? That, that is an influencer. That right there is an influencer, that's what y'all should be doing. Because she is influencing all these girls to do better and to do their best. And I love it. I love her. I love her for that. But the point is, we need to stop erasing things. We need, no. The point of this venting is stop letting these thoughts that I just talked about get in the way. Besides the whole influencer culture shit. Because y'all need to get that shit together. But no, don't let that get in the way either. If you want to be whatever, an IG model, do that shit and work your ass off and be that. I'm just saying, do y'all not have anything else y'all want to do? Is that it? Like, that just seems boring to me. But again, if I was giving a deal, then I'm not, fuck everything I said. Like, if you gave me a deal, like, fuck it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But girls, we got to get up and we got to start just doing what the fuck we want to do. Don't let me, don't let me um discourage you either. That was just an opinion. But don't let nobody discourage you. Don't let nobody bully you. If you are 13, if you are between the ages of 13, which if you're 13, I don't know why you listen to this, but if you're between the ages of 13 to 17 and you were still in that window of high school, whatever you want to do, keep doing it, okay? Because you could literally be the next Emma Chamberlain and the next whoever, the next Olivia Rodrigo, whoever the fuck is doing it and y'all, whoever is doing it in the cut at y'all age, okay? Y'all can be the next one. So keep doing what y'all want to do. Keep doing it. I'm living for it. I love the girls who started when they was young and they literally are so popping now, like, a girl is 21 and you bitches are so popping like more than me and I'm here for it because I love when a girl gets her bag and I can't even be mad about that so the point of this is get your bag and do what you want to do and we finna wrap up this episode Goddamn, this episode was pretty crazy I'm not gonna lie but you know what I needed that venting session uh I needed that I needed that I just need to talk to y'all. I really did. I just had a lot on my mind and I feel like that's what's been holding me back in life. And I just really need to sit on this mic and speak to y'all. Like, and I appreciate all you angels for listening. Um, of course, email me at ikennypodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, stories, or if you can relate. Let me know. 
You can, of course, DM me and comment and share or whatever you want to do at iCandyPodcast on my Instagram. And, of course, if you want to keep up with the actual girl, personal Instagram is at xlondon. So follow me everywhere. I actually have a Pinterest now and a TikTok now. There's not really any content there, but the handles are the same at iCandyPodcast. So follow me there. Once again, my sweet, sweet little sweethearts, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. (laughs) And I'll see you babies next week. Bye.